Spring training is here. Pitchers and catchers have reported. This is Beyond the Diamond Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Apollo Dez, producer Josh Bryan Lima here with you. Spring training is here, fellas. I know you guys are getting ready to go down to spring training, but pitchers and catchers have reported uh, right out of the gate. JP France, shoulder soreness. Justin Verlander, shoulder soreness. They're calling it a, a hiccup for both of those guys. This morning, as we record this on a Thursday, Justin Verlander's thrown off a mound, so there's a little bit of good news, but uh, we've never not, been so bad. Not a hot start. <laughs> we've never been not a hot so start. Bad. Fellas, how, how's your shoulders feeling? Uh, right now, I feel uh, I feel good. Look, man. we had a yeah. we had a slower start. I'm like yeah. JV. As we get a little bit older, you, you know, you can't do what you did back in you know. 20 years ago, like Brian, when he was 20, mm-hmm. you just can't. You got to change your, you got to change your routines. Hold on. Hold on. You got to change your routines Stop. up and look, I'm we're not fine. 40. We're fine. Can you, can you walk us through what he's going through right now? Yeah. Can you, can you just kind of, you're in the same vein as Didn't Verlander. You, aren't you, you're in your thirties now. You understand yeah. that, right? No, I'm saying like my reps are behind as right. well. I have, yes. I have a few So hiccups. you're two weeks behind. Uh, we'll say two weeks as well. Yeah. Um, I can't start popping tums. No. no free ads. It's tough. <laughs> yeah. It's rough. I take an antacid pill every it's morning. Rough. I tell you what, do cherish I, it. I have to, <laughs> yeah. Whatever cherish you it. do, enjoy your twenties. Look, look, it's. I sit in an ice bath every day, but who's counting? Yeah, right. skies being dudes. Brady out didn't training. show up to you know training camp till like week five. Like, yeah, hey, it's fine, man. It's fine. You need to give him time, anyways. Put your, put your feet up, relax a little yeah, bit. Yeah, take your shoes off, kick your feet up, stay a while. Yeah. So worry meter one through ten. Where ten. Y'all at? Just kidding. <laughs> I was gonna do the same thing right now. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! Uh, I, I mean, shit. If you would have uh, looked at the your clip, the Astros, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you would have uh, looked at the Astros uh, Twitter timeline yesterday, dude, the world was falling. Yeah. Dude, I, I mean, mean, holy shit! It was Game Seven were, ALCS all over again. People were freaking yeah. out. Um, I think there's a little concern, right? But it's dude, we're a day two of of pitchers and catchers reporting. The first full workout isn't until Monday the 19th, so it's very early. I, my whole question is like, what did your offseason regimen look at? And then how, when did you feel this shoulder soreness for both of those guys? Um, but again, I think my worry is not as much. I still, I, I've been saying it all offseason. Go get another frontline arm. Jordan Montgomery's still out there, by the way, even though he's wanting 20 to 25 million, which I think is fucking crazy. Snell's still but, uh, out there. Snell's still out there, you know? So, Friend of the program. Yeah. Met uh, him in New Orleans. Oh, you did. That's right. You saw him at the casino. Try to try yeah. to entice him. Maybe it works. Yeah. Maybe my offer is the only offer he has right. on the table. It yeah. was a deferred payment plan and a limited drinks on Bourbon Street credit. Oh, okay. For life. Perfect. So that may well, that may honestly we may be the leader in the clubhouse. Yeah, I I still don't understand how him and Jordan Montgomery have not found teams. Like, is how it, are they unemployed? Is it weird? Uh huh. Let's just actually. You want to get the Josh producer Josh? Can we get the little? Uh, no, 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 the little, the little Alex Jones hat going. Oh, <laughs> the foil can we, hat. Can we say that on YouTube? Can yes, we say you can. His name? You can say Alex Jones. He's back uh, on Twitter now, so. I don't want to mess up the curl. shitting me. I don't want to. Dude, don't mess up the jerry curl. I don't. There's something afoot. It's falling. There's something it's afoot. Conspiracy, it fell. There's something afoot. Uh-huh. What is it? Why? Like, the patterns. Like, when we saw it with, like, the juice balls, and mm-hmm. that was, like, a big free agent class for the starting pitchers, right? Uh-huh. It seemed like juice balls were there to affect the starting pitchers. Yeah. And then we had the dead balls affect when there was a big hitters free agent class. Why are no owners, GMs outside of Crane and Co. 
spending money on relievers right now and and starters. We're 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 at pitchers in there. Yeah, they, they are reported. reporting. Yeah. Why are we not getting these dogs in there? I, I mean, what are we doing? Is something's afoot? It's three years in a row, dude. So do you think so with that being said, what do you think the league's gonna look like this year? Do you think there's gonna be more home runs, less home runs, more strikeouts, less strikeouts? Uh, let's look at next year's free agent class. Yeah. I think that's how we'll just dictate more or less picks on price picks using Code Apollo from here on out. Good plug, dude. dude that you're was getting, good. You're getting good dude, at those. The spring training. It was a little hiccup. Wow, a little that was hiccup. good, yeah. Uh, Let's just hope these hiccups don't end up like Bo Jackson's hiccups. Oh, yeah, Did dude. you ever see Bo Jackson's hiccups? I actually heard on Sports Talk 790, Sean Shawsberry Show with you at uh, Sean. The who? Yeah, Sean Salisbury Show yeah. at 7. Uh, he, uh, he had hiccups for a year. Yeah, he had to have surgery. That. He even smelled, he was smelling a porcupine's ass to try That's to rough. get rid of the hiccups. Can you Literally. imagine having hiccups for a year? That'd be horrible. Imagine when you're drinking, you got a nice little buzz and the hiccup start those are the absolute worst no. imagine no, having those when you for eat something a hot, year dude like when you eat like some 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 hot salsa and like yeah. it catches you like when you used to do the hot chip challenge yeah right like throwback to our <laughs> early early days yeah you remember those <laughs> boys wow we are all over the map this morning let, but let me let me run through some starting pitching free agents okay. i have not signed any z that are available still okay uh, i know one guy we zach already Grin named the top guy i know one guy like that could save all of us million. zach grinky Jake so, Odorizzi. So we have my, Zach my lover and friend. <laughs> Jake Odorizzi, Johnny Cueto, Rich Hill, Brad Keller. Dick Mountain. Vincent Velasquez. Remember him? Blast from the past. Julio Tehran. Mm -hmm. uh, Jamie Barria. Um, Mike Clevenger. <laughs> um, hard pass. <laughs> Absolutely Ryu, Ryu is available. Um, and Brandon Woodruff, he's hurt. He's out all the show. Um, yeah, I mean, that's Not pretty much, much it. Or, uh, Corey Cooper. <laughs> you know. He just retired, though. Did he retire? He just retired. Oh, okay. Cool bot. He's still on the list. but um, All very good. Yeah, I mean, there's options there. Somebody that can get 100 Odo. innings. Just go get Johnny Cueto. Add it to the Latin flair. We got a lot of it here. Why not? If you can get a guy that I just need so many innings. Yeah, like 100 innings with like a 4 ERA, 4.5 even. Like, But is that already in-house? Is that a Brandon Belak? Is it a Spencer Arangetti? Is yeah. it someone where you don't have to spend money? Like, yeah. Is it someone you just... And I think you can maybe dictate the first couple of weeks of camp and realize like, hey, do we need to go do something? See how guys look. Yeah. Or do the Astros move off a piece to go get a piece already established? Yeah. Uh, Dana Brown spoke yesterday to the media at spring training, and he said that he's always looking for pitching so if it makes sense they're going to make that move so if you're still watching still we were on we were on naps alert we were on naps alert for the last two weeks mm -hmm. if you, i'm not going more into that if you've been with us you should know if not drop the comments ask what naps are yep but we were on naps we were on naps alert for a little bit so data brown he's straight poker face he he he, he will tell yeah. you what he has and he wants pitching yeah and he's talked about middle relief he's talked about a front-end starter um i want to get y'all's take on this we've been asked at the radio station over the last week about, well, not the last week, probably the last two days, especially with JP France saying his shoulders sore, Justin Verlander, same issue, but he's throwing off a mound today. But we've been asked multiple times, why wouldn't the Astros just give Trevor Bauer a shot? He was on a podcast last week. He talked about signing for the league minimum to prove himself. He just wants an opportunity. So why would you not just sign him? I don't think any team made I don't think anybody's going to sign him either. Anyone's going to yeah. touch that. I wouldn't touch it. No. No. You can take, There's, look, for me, take away everything that he got in trouble for with the the, the women that accused him of, of all of that stuff. And I'm not going to get into everything. You, if you follow baseball, you know what he was accused of doing and everything that happened. 
at the end of the day, he's a fucking asshole. Yeah, but even before all this, that's what I'm saying. Take yeah. all that away before that. He's a fucking asshole. Why would you the, want that in your he locker threw room? Threw the ball over center field. <laughs> yeah, when like, he was with the Reds. When you built a sustained run of success. Yeah. Culture, yes, is the bedrock and foundation. Absolutely, yep. you don't you don't blow it up because you need someone to eat innings. Yep. I don't care. I don't care if he won five Cy Youngs. You just no. when you are on this run that you're on and you want to continue to run it, and you made investments and a ton of money investments yep. in the last few weeks, yeah, to be like, hey, we're still going for it, and we're going to continue to go for it in this window. You can't. It's you like, can't just drop dynamite on yeah, your foundation like hole and be like, hey, we're... Clubhouse. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> yeah. And that's... The, who was... I think we mentioned this on our last podcast, um, on the last edition of Beyond the Diamond. Who was the guy that they shot down at the trade deadline two years ago? The, the catcher for the club? Contreras, yeah. Who was it? Wilson Contreras. Wilson yeah. Contreras. They heard that he was a bad clubhouse guy. Yeah. So we're not going to bring him in. You look at uh, one of the big reasons why they uh, signed Josh Hader, outside of him being one of the best closers in baseball, is a he is a phenomenal teammate. It's been said amongst current players and old teammates of his that he is a great clubhouse guy the culture here in houston has been built and established that's why this run has happened because the culture matters and and, and look there's there's people that build culture there's people that enforce culture and there's people that sustain culture and yeah. i think we're on the sustain part because you have so many guys that have come and left that are superstars regular joes whoever but big culture guys and they've been able to hand off hand off the baton to someone to carry that for them Maldi get a got a ton of hate. He was a culture guy. It doesn't matter. He he he's leaving a mark for the next four years of yeah. what he did there. Dusty Baker got a lot of hate. Big culture guy. I mean, in the in the middle of a, the biggest shitstorm ever, he was the one to be able to calm everything down. Yep. Uh, you go, you could go back to Correa, uh, Keuchel, Springer, uh, all those guys, etc. And I think we're sitting on a video we haven't posted on YouTube. We posted on Instagram. I did an interview with Lance at the Houston Sports Awards. And all he did was talk about culture. And I, I asked him about it. I was like, hey, do you feel as a as a, a tenured guy who's been here as long as the Bregman and Altuve's, you're, you're one of the, that last kind of first wave of people. How do you keep that culture going? Do, is it fall on you more? And he was like, no, it spreads out on everyone. He, yeah. he talked about Tuck. He talked about Carantini. He talked about Diaz. He talked about all these different people. And as, as himself as well, he talked about what he's going to do as a, as a leader of the team. But it's all hands on deck. And you just can't throw a wild card in there that can jeopardize it all because people don't realize, and I think that's the reason why people get on Twitter or play MLB The Show, and I'm, we're all guilty of it, is you have 26 guys, and I say it every freaking episode, 26 guys from all different parts of the world, all different upcomings, yeah. all different makeups, different religions, different beliefs, different everything, and they're all in this room together for 160 plus games and days and and they spend more time with these guys than they do their actual families. Yep. And so when we're in a room together for more than a month we we hate each other. Yeah. But I'll go to war for you guys. It's it happens. So to be able to do that and do that for a long period of time, it's special. And, and you can look at at the dynasty that the the Yankees had, you can look at the dynasty the the Patriots had, the Warriors, everyone in sports, the Giants, the Red Sox, whoever there was a culture established during that time period of winning. And when that culture goes, the winning drops off. So I think in all aspects, you have to do whatever you do decision-wise to keep culture at the forefront. Yeah. I mean, you look at guys that have been brought in here uh, a little bit after the run started. I'll use Michael Brantley, for example. He got brought in in, what, 2019? 
right? After yeah. the 2018, yeah. they lose to the Red Sox in the ALCS. Bring him in in 2019. They gave him a lot of credit in the World Series when they won it in 2022 because of the speeches that he made to the guys in the clubhouse. He was not able to play. He was on IR or, or IL, and he was not able to play. But he brought they brought in a good clubhouse guy, and he just happened to hit – he could roll out of bed and hit 300. But he continued to build the culture with the rest of these guys, and now we are, like you said, we're a part of sustaining this culture. So you're not going to just bring in – let's say – I'm not even going to name somebody. Let's say a, a starter for the Astros goes down. He's not going to be uh, – he won't be available until second half of the season, maybe the playoffs. You're not going to go bring in Trevor Bauer just because you need that frontline type starter. You would rather look internal than go uh, bring in a guy that has been known to just be a dick and be loudmouth. Drama surrounds this guy. Like, And what can we judge him off of? Of everything that we've seen. Now he's completely out of the league and begging for a chance to come back and compete. But you're not going to bring in a guy like that. That yeah. just doesn't make sense for the Astros. And quite frankly, I don't think it makes sense for any of the big league teams to, to take a chance on him. I don't think anybody's going to. I, I, it goes back and look, and I look at teams where you had, you had players chirp Tatis before all this stuff in, in San Diego when they were kind of building the super team. You have the New York media and, and what that entails and, and Judge trying to navigate all that while being a superstar while also being the captain of the Yankees and, and chirps. You have all these... You have the Dodgers and Mookie at FanFest saying that the, the Dodgers are everyone's world series. You never see those comments come out of Houston, Texas. No, you don't. You never do. And, and with everything that's going on, yeah. and you, the, you saw the face of the franchise who wasn't part of anything during that, that little alleged thing happening and he just wore it right. he just like hey i'm with my guys we're all one unit some shit happened some shit happened everywhere we're gonna wear it we got right out we're gonna wear it easily anyone could have thrown someone under the bus and no one did here and then you start seeing all these and that's why i think it makes the astros so different from everyone you don't see the the little jabs you don't see the little remarks Yes, there's frustrations throughout 162. Yes, there's games you should have won that are frustrating. There's games you you are better than a team and you drop a series. Yes, there's all those little frustrations that makes sports sports. But you never, ever see the little chirps. You never see the jabs in the media. You see the guys, oh, hey, we're focused on the next one. We're focused on this. We're focused on that. And, and if you ask any of these guys at spring training and, and you ask anyone working in, in the organization... The goal is that little fucking trophy right behind you, Brian. Like yeah. that is the mindset. That is the goal. And our worst year was losing Game Seven, the ALCS. That's yeah. how you get to where you're trying to get to. And I think that's what makes the Astros so different, is because you never see the little jabs, you never see the little pokes, you never see because over one sixty, I'll be like, dude, shut the fuck up, dude. Like I get it. Like I'm yeah. struggling. Like shut up. Like no, you don't see that with the guys. You always see someone picking the other person up. I mean. I think you asked Jeremy Pena last year was probably the most frustrating year in his entire career playing baseball, yeah. right? Coming off a World Series MVP, yeah. coming off all that, and having a year where he went five months without hitting a tank. Yeah, the kid, the kid's built like Adonis, and he yeah. he didn't have a home run for five months. What did what did everyone do? Hey, we have JP three. We have his back. We have his back. His defense didn't carry over. You any point anyone be like, like what are we gonna do, man? Yeah. Like he's he's not he's not hitting. Like we can only do so much. No, it was never that. Yeah. That, so, that, that, that goes back into the culture. It goes back into to what was built after all of those losing seasons. And it started in 2015 when they exactly. made that run. And they they had they 
they were right there to advance to the ALCS, right? With the Royals on the ropes and they ended up losing. But from that point on, outside of like the, the down year in 2016 when they didn't make the playoffs, the run that started, it's all culture. It's all good clubhouse guys, good teammates that know when they come here, you're expected to be in the ALCS every single season. It's like the Chiefs. If you look at the Chiefs and the Astros parallels, it is freakishly the same. You have six uh, AFC titles or, or appearances for the Chiefs. Now they won title number three. The Astros have won two. They've won, gone to, what, seven straight ALCSs, so forth and so on. And what do they talk about with the Kansas City Chiefs? Good clubhouse. They got a, one of the best quarterbacks of all time already, but he's a great leader. I put him in Jose Altuve, same parallel. Great clubhouse guy. He's going to go down as a Hall of Famer, should be a first ballot. Greatest Astro of all time, so forth and so on. It's all culture. Culture matters more than people want to talk about and realize. And it goes into everything that you just said. You don't hear shit from the Astros during the year. Even when, they, even when they're clearing benches, getting a little chippy with the, with the Rangers. After the game, they don't even really address it. They don't even really talk about it. I think the most we heard was like Martin Maldonado after the, the game where uh, Altuve <laughs> hit, the, hit the go-ahead home run. He said the worst thing he did was wake up the Houston Astros talking about Adolis Garcia. That's it, though. Yeah, Other than that, you don't really true. ever hear anything because they know what's at stake, and that is the World Series because this team is built to excuse me, to get back to the ALCS every single season. And I think every fan base with all the chirps and all the tweets would swap spots with us in a heartbeat and be like, oh, you're chirping about the trash cans and you're, you're trolling on Twitter. And if I gave you a magic genie and be like, hey, do you want to experience what I've just experienced yeah. the last seven years? Yes or no? They would say yes in a heartbeat. Yeah. And, and, and I think as fans, we kind of get lost in this scope. And honestly, I think it was... Losing losing pennants sucks. Losing pennants to your in-state rivals sucks even more. But there was almost a reset within, I think, the fan base and maybe within the org. Why when you when you go from Dusty Baker to Espada, it's a shot in the arm a little bit because look, Dusty's arguably the probably the greatest Houston Astros manager of all time. Yeah, um, it's up there. I mean, it's him and Hinch, and I'd probably lean Dusty right now. Uh, you have a uh, 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 Yanir Diaz who's going to be. We don't. There's not an all pro team in Major League Baseball, but he's going to be number one, number two catcher in the league in his second year. Uh, the passing of the torch there. So you have this like shot in the arm within the fan base and within the team you're about to watch, but also like the inspiration of like, hey, I would probably say last year was our worst year of this run. <laughs> and we still were a game away from the World Series, and we didn't win at home. Yeah, you, four came, games. you, you came you home, and you had two opportunities to yeah. win at home to go to the World That's Series. That's going to fire me up as a competitor. Yeah. And then you have your owner, who in the media was portrayed as someone that wasn't going to spin. Yeah. Just said, hey, here's $95 million to to a closer. Hey, here's an extension to the face of our franchise. We're still fucking going for it. And as he said, as long as I'm here, the window's open. The window's and open, and yeah. he's been showing it. And time and time again, he's spending money. And that fires me up, but I think it goes back, circling back one more time to the culture thing. Josh Hader, $95 million, that's generational money. His great-great-grandkids are set for life. And the first comment's like, I'm here to win a World Series. Yeah. People, $95 million is great. I would be like, this is, this is awesome. But my first comments and my second comment, my third comment's like, I'm, I want to win. I've seen these guys out there. I've seen them celebrate. 
I was with this organization for a, a little bit. I know some of these guys, and now I want what they have. $95 million is great, but I want a ring. Yeah. That fired me up. But right. Let's get back into some spring training stuff. Yeah, that's um, what, exactly what I was going to talk about. I have the Astros' top prospect list here come out recently on yep. The Athletic. Um, first off, who are you most excited to see this spring training? Oh, man. Excited Ooh. to see... Um, I, I want to see what Forrest Whitley is going to bring to the table. Mm, we have, point. we have talked about Forrest Whitley. I buy the stock again for replay last year's. I buy the stock again. <laughs> we have talked about Forrest Whitley for so long. This is a massive year for him. This is the year for him. Meaning it's either you make it to the big leagues or the Astros are probably going to move on from him. <sighs> so I'm really excited to see what he brings will he make his major league debut this season if he does i'm going to say it now it's going to be out of the bullpen which is fine that's who i am most excited to see you know what and he oh by the way i saw a video of him today on the field he looks uh he doesn't look like he's overweight he doesn't look like he's underweight he looks good he looks fit uh the tree trunks look look a little bit bigger so you know we've talked about he's tweaked with his He's tweaked with his mechanics before. He's come in underweight. He's come in overweight. He's gotten in trouble with uh, like a, a who hasn't a, a taken drug. Adderall. Yeah, dog. a little Addy. You who know has, who has? Yeah, it? who um, hasn't among us? So yeah, that's what that's that's the first name that comes to mind for me. I I love that. I love that take. Not I'm gonna I'll give you the prospect, the guy, but I really like, super excited for Hunter Brown. Yeah, I think there was a a oh, big a learning point. curve. Uh huh. I obviously he's graduated out of the prospect list. Uh. I think there was a lot of weight on him to fill those Verlander shoes. There was a lot with just the Detroit connection with yeah. the mirrors, the mechanics, the mechanics of, of, and there was just a lot thrusted upon that kid. Obviously getting Verlander back, getting the other guys. I'm super excited to see his growth, man. I am pumped to see Spencer Aaron Yeti. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a guy who he could solve all this. Whole he issue. solves everything. Yeah. I think in the sense of like not being just a, a dude that comes out and dominates. He could do, just be a catalyst and just calm everything down. And I think he has the stuff. I think he has the moxie. I bet he was pissed he wasn't called up yeah. in, in, in that we, late stretch. We he a, deserved we it. We filmed the whole video. We filmed videos. We have a video we're going to drop that's a year old. That's about <laughs> Spencer. Welcome to Spencer. Uh, I think when you get a guy that's wired the way he is, and then you give him a chip on the shoulder... Those guys are dangerous, right. and, they, and they got some stuff that plays. If, if if both him and Hunter Brown are better than average, then Astros win 100 solid. plus games. This is early. <laughs> this is early. Astros win 100 plus games this year. Uh, a position player for me, Pedro Leon. Woo! Okay, going to see him. I know Dana Brown has talked about Pedro Leon, Pedro Leon over the last couple of weeks. Is it time for Pedro Leon to to make his? You know, he's just an outfielder now. He's yeah. listed as purely an outfielder. He's he's falling down in the prospect rankings. Yeah, I, I just I think this is his you know put up or shut up year. Yeah, it's well. another it's another name that I'm interested to see what he's going to do because then it goes back into the discussion of who's your everyday center fielder? Is it Chaz? Is it Jake Myers? Who's going to play left? Is it Jordan? Who's on first? Yeah, who's playing first base? Uh, uh, what's his name? Joe Espada, the manager, said that Jordan is going to play left field, even yeah. though we heard a couple weeks prior that mm, he might not play a lot of left field. So. I want Chaz in center field. I want Chaz the everyday center fielder. Yeah. I don't want Jake Myers. And that's no disrespect to Jake Myers. So if Pedro Leon can step up and make his way to the big league level and play some outfield a little bit, then I would love to see it. I think Jake is serviceable. I don't think, I think 
pre-injury Jake was phenomenal. And I've said it, Labrams... He looked like the future. Labrams are... They're the worst. They're the worst. It's not an ACL. It's not talk. Labrams, are, I think, are the worst injuries in baseball. And I think last year was just him kind of getting over that mental barrier. Uh, I... I still believe in you, Jake. I, I still think he can do it. I don't. I don't think it's, he's going to be your everyday center fielder. But if he goes out there and gives you, uh, he's defensively. I know you're not an analytics guy. His defensive analytics are great, and sometimes he takes bad routes. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's a little. Off. I've seen hey, his defensive metrics; they're really good. But three years ago, people were talking about Tucker's routes. Like it's it's year to year. Like yeah. things things tend to. With the Astros, okay, they send the lights start to turn yeah, off when but, they but need to. Kyle Tucker, Jake Myers. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm just Kyle saying. Kyle Tucker was like untouchable. People had conversations tr- about Tucker's routes. People have conversations about Jake's routes. Sometimes I say, "Hey, nice route, Magellan," on some of his routes, uh-huh. and it's it's a so little jabby. A it's a jab, but you know, sometimes it's true. But I think Jake Myers can be serviceable, well, let, let and me. I think he can play at a level that. He doesn't have to be a superstar out there. He doesn't have to be J Rod. Yeah. He's got to be serviceable. Let me let me go through the top ten prospects and see if any of these jump out to you as as potentially making it this year. So you were at, you're asking if they make it on this big league squad out of camp or just this throughout season. the okay. <clears throat> um, I'll start with ten. I'll go I'll go down. Uh, number ten, they have Colin Barber. He's 23. He's been in the system a lot. I love his swing, man. Left, he's got his lefty swing. Smooth. Outfielder. Zach Cole, lefty swing. Uh, outfielder. He's 23. So we, we're, we're deep in outfield. Got a lot of corner guys. Jose Fleury. I've seen him a, a few times. He's only 22. Potential. Number seven is Will Wagner. He'll have, he'll yeah. have, he'll have a lot of run at camp. He's yeah. going to have a lot of run at camp, yeah. Uh, Joey Luperfito, another outfielder. 25 right so he's i think he, he can make he could be a bench bat he might be i think him and cabbage are competing for a spot and then you have bryce matthews 22 shortstop he's number still five. got a couple years I think. yeah i think he does spencer Arigetti, number four i think he's he breaks camp. yeah I, I think he breaks camp dezenzo third base he's pretty i damn think good. he breaks 24. camp dude yeah dezenzo is he... pretty good i watched the video on him on tiktok and he's <laughs> he's pretty good do you big on tiktok <laughs> dude yeah Luis, Luis Baez, burner account, though. outfielder. He's only 20. That guy, that, that guy's rakes. good. That kid I, he's a number two prospect, and he's only 20. I mean, who is that? Luis Baez. Okay, so I thought you said. Um, and then number one is Jacob Melton, 23. Another lefty outfielder. We have yeah. like four lefty outfielders in our top 10 prospects. What's the kid's name that we traded for Justin Verlander? Gilbert and um, the... Kid that we Those, got from Vanderbilt that yeah. didn't sign. We right, gave him a yeah. lot of money. Uh, his name. High school kid. Fuck. He was the one that was. He's the one oh, that was actually better than Gilbert. Yeah, right. sort of the R, I think. Why Clifford? Clifford. Ryan. Brian Clifford. Ryan Clifford. Ryan Clifford. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We he got him like the twentieth round. Gave him way over slot. <clears throat> he didn't go to Vanderbilt. Came to us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I really, I really liked him. Too. Really good. But I mean, <laughs> really good. Those are both outfielders, and we still have. A ton of outfield. Look, back. I saw That's, Jacob Melton when he was at Oregon State. The kid is just a machine. He but, is like what you went into a lab in MLB The Show mm-hmm. and you made for an outfielder <laughs> is Jacob Melton. Well, th- this goes to y'all's conversation about Jake Myers. I don't think you have to be concerned about Jake Myers because 
he either does very well and stays or there's people knocking on the door right behind him. Yeah. So I, I don't think we, it's going to competition. The cream is going to rise to the top. I, I'm not, I'm not too worried about him starting in the number one center fielder position to start camp and then seeing what happens from there. The thing I'm more excited about is kind of taking the Astros way and Dusty's way and the new age way. I feel like we're in this, like we're making this gumbo. Like they're just, we're throwing them and it's finally going to be like a spot as head chef way. Yeah. And I'm excited because he's already talked about a uh, friend of the program, Mr. Joe Spada skip. We like to call him skip around here. Yeah. Um, I like how he's going to use, he already talked about how he's going to use the DH for guys and take days off to keep them in the lineup. I love that. Like I am. It was when I hear that because every year we've done that has been successful. It, it keeps the guys locked in. It's an off day for sure off the field, but you're, they're still hitting. We're still maximizing when there's a lot of times where it's like, fuck, this is our C team lineup. It looks like a punt. We're gonna have to like grind out this win. Yeah. And obviously last year, every fucking win mattered because it went down to the last game. I like when a spot is already talking about like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to weaponize the DH role. And that means Jordan's going to be in left, but that also means, Hey, Dubon's value goes up way yeah. more because now Dubon's be playing the field more because guys are going to have days off. So now he, you got to slot him in. Uh, I mean, if, I like that. If you think back fresh. to 2017, that's what they did. Springer would get days off and he would DH for a couple days. You know, Gaddis filled in that role a lot. Yeah, that's it right. wasn't, Evan but it Gattis. was kind of a revolving door. There yeah. was, I don't think anybody had more than like 40 starts. And you can get some of these young guys at bats that way too. Yeah. You know, another name that's going to be, uh, that's going to get a lot of run is the kid that we talked about on our last podcast episode of Beyond the Diamond is Trey Cabbage. Yeah. I saw him talking to the media this morning. He's going to camp be, early. Yeah. So uh, him, Chaz, uh, and I believe Jake Myers are all there already. The, I think oh, Trey okay. Cabbage will get a I lot like of run because I think Dana Brown. And Joe Spotter pretty high on that kid. I think, it, I think that we whole, hit something. There. That this whole, this is that this whole is, outfield group. Like somebody's going to rise to the top. There's so much talent. Why? I that's mean, going to be at camp. I think it's Chaz's job. I do too. I think, I think it should be. It. Uh, he's for sure. He's for sure. One of the two starters, um, whether he's center field or left field, and center field bouncing back and forth. But also another another thing, just off the top of my head here is I'm really interested to see how Joe Espada runs this spring training now that he's the guy. Oh, he already said in my interview with him, he's delegating it. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, so that's that was one of my questions that, that came to mind, is he's always the guy that's run it for Dusty. When Dusty was manager here, Joe Espada ran everything. Always the first guy out hitting fungo. Uh, I know I saw some video of him hitting fungo this morning, which, yeah, it's fine. I mean, guy's going to continue to hit fungo, but... He's got to delegate now. Yeah. So how's camp going to go for him? It's, it's going to be different. It's going to free him up to be able to go and like build relationships with players yeah. and like hey, a go around. Hey, is the guy who got Pat Platinum glove for Correa. Correa literally yeah. talks about how Joe Espada made him to yeah. how he is as a fielder. When you have a head coach that can do all that, I mean, that's exciting. Um, yeah. But he did say, and in, in, uh, he's sports words. I asked him. I was like, hey, you know, you, like you said, you've all, you've always been the guy for Dusty. You ran the camp. Which is great. I love that because it kind of gets him ready to be, you know, the heir or successor here or somewhere else. But I like him kind of building his coaching tree up a little bit now, yeah. right? Start delegating. I don't know who's delegating to Omar, whoever it is, but get those guys accustomed to it, you know? Because yeah. I think I think the sustained success model that we have in the culture, like 
when you take guys and other coaches that go to other spots, you almost have your own coaching tree. Everyone talks about the NFL, the Belichick tree, the Shanahan tree, the Andy Reid tree. Shit. Why don't we grow the Espada tree? Yeah. All right. I know we're coming up on time here. So this is my last question to you guys. What is the one thing you are most excited about for spring training? Mm. Not player. I mean, it could be a player. I know we could kind of hit mm. on some of the prospects and names that we discuss, outfielders, but what's the one mm. thing you're most excited about for spring training? The square grouper. <laughs> Best tiki bar in America. Are you gonna uh, are you gonna I'm swim no, across the yeah, channel? Of course I'm gonna swim across the channel. I'll dude, do it every year, dude. I do no. it every year. Uh that's the, one th- I'm I'm a little disappointed that I'm not gonna be able to make it down there because I want to hear your your stupid ass. <laughs> I can, I know I can. You remember the first time he said that to us yeah. when we went down there a couple I'm years an ago? Athlete, dog. He was like, I can swim across that channel and make it to the lighthouse. I did forget. I did forget about the sharks. So I have Maybe kind of. It's been in my back of my mind. Shout uh, out to Square Grouper though, because that restaurant we love Jupiter. Bar is phenomenal. We love Jupiter. Yeah, I think I'm most excited about seeing the real Christian Javier. Yeah. Came into eight. Have you seen pictures of him? Look good. He looks good. Look. He looks trim. Look. Yeah. Real, real Fabio. Look. Real he looks look. trim. <laughs> He looks good. He does. He looks good. <laughs> he looks good. He looks exactly. good. Yeah. So, Javi. so Christian Javier. All right, Josh, what do you got? Um, I mean, this might be real basic, but I'm just excited to see Jordan hit tanks again. Yeah. Like, I'm just, he only plays like a handful of games in spring training, I feel like. Um, but I just hope I'm there to see him hit another tank. So, I, th- I think for me, for spring training, is a team that is coming into camp that doesn't have pressure of being the defending champs. Ooh, mm. loose, loose Yussi. Uh, I saw some things. Chris Gordy, our uh, one of our our, our PD at, at seven ninety, he said that the feeling in the clubhouse early again. It's day two, right? And it's just pitchers and catchers. Everybody feels relaxed, which has been a thing. But dude, they're not the defending champs, man. Which sucks. sucks. But also. That's a that's a really good thing you for the these Astros. These guys to play loose, yeah, dude. Not, you let not these pressure trying to like do a dynasty three in a row. Like. Yeah, man. You you think about that. That's a dangerous thing for the league. Is you got the Houston Astros, who are not the defending champs. There's some question marks, but yet they still can compete and go into camp la- uh, relaxed, loose, have fun, and and really get ready for a season where I think if if they stay healthy. They're going to be back in the ALCS. I think this is going to be the most fun we've had as that's, a fan base. That's where, that's where I, 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 I'm with you 100% on that. Like, I'm kind of giddy. Yeah. I'm and, like, and I also think that the, these are going to be, this is going to be a year that you're going to see the best Bregman we've seen since 2019. Mashing all his moors. You're going to see a phenomenal Fromber Valdez because there is no way in hell he is going to have an up and down season like he did last year. I could be completely wrong on that, <laughs> but I also just want to have the optimism, the glass half full guy. And I really truly think that Christian Javier will have his best year yet. I yeah. think we go as far as those two go. I agree 100%. And not like they need to be 20 game winners. It's just when that calendar flips over to August. Those guys need to be rolling. Big divisional yeah. series. Those guys Rangers, need to be. Like, yeah. We need them to be. When, like, when the fan base isn't trying to calculate wins and losses during a week, like kind of last year, we're like, oh, fuck. Okay, this guy's yeah. done this day. This guy's done this day. I want to be that back to that mentality of like, you got horses. Yeah. You gotta, you're going to have to have your best game to beat our B game. And that's where I think the Astros are the most deadly in the league is when they're rolling they could have a c or a b game and that team they're playing against still has to have their a game yeah and i think that's where we're going to be this year i yeah. really do 
Baseball is back, baby. So back. I do have one last question. I know we're you're pressing his time. I saw this on TikTok. I have Big to TikTok ask you guy guys. now, huh? Big TikTok guy. How many owls would you have to see in a day to be like something's up? I heard this. Um, two owls. Two owls. You see one that's like a oh, that's weird. You see two, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? How many out? Like you're, you're just you wake up, go to seven ninety, you get your Especially workout in, in and like you come here. Like how many owls and you saw on a day and you're like, okay, something's fucking up. Is this? Are you guys fucking with me? No, <laughs> this is the thing. Did you I all said, conspire I said together? Three owls. I said if I saw three owls three in a day, right. I'd as be like, how sec- often do you see an owl? That's what oh. I'm saying. I see if I saw one owl, I'd be like, oh, that's, cool. that's pretty cool. Two, I'd be like. Hmm. No, two, I would immediately be like, what the fuck is going on? If I saw two hours, then I'd be like, okay, like, no, on the third one, I'd be like, give me a tinfoil hat. Someone's after me. Okay, (laughs) I I would say if I saw one, I would have the same mindset. Like, oh, fuck yeah. Damn, that's a regal creature. That's badass, right? Yeah. So then you see two and you're like, "Mm, you can make a case. Hmm. Husband and wife. Okay. Husband, uh, son and daughter. Could be, yeah. Son, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, dad and, and son uh mom and daughter and then you see three you're really gonna make the case like is that a husband wife and their kid <laughs> why are three owls around the me guy right said now? 11 on the podcast what and the guy the other guy was like oh you see 10 owls in a day oh, you're just, just gonna be like see normal and your 11th owl is just like that's where it breaks your, the, just make it a dozen yeah. why don't you so I had to get y'all's opinion because I said three. I was on three. I don't know, man. How often? Like, I how many times do you see owls? How often do you see owls? Not, Especially not here in Houston. Houston. Yeah, you, you maybe, know, well, maybe we have the rice owls. We have they're, the rice owls. True, but they're nocturnal, by the way. Yeah, I'd be like, especially if it's during the day. If it's like a noon, oh, dude. If I if I see one, if I see an owl in the day, I'm fucking freaking out. Like, let's get you back to your nest. You need to go to sleep. I'm going. I'm going back to sleep. There's like some conjuring thing going on. Just chalk the day up. Oh wow. man! What a, what a way to end the last podcast filmed in this office. Oh yeah! Wow! We'll be man, that's in a new man. office. Oh, that's pretty. Why'd you say that, dude? That's I wonder. It's supposed to be a surprise for everyone. Well, he can cut it just well, like we cut. You know what we were talking damn, about earlier. Well, what What's the surprise? The fucking brand new office. I we mean, have. the surprise will be, be like how, surprise. We're getting a brand new office. <laughs> the surprise will be how cool it looks. You know when they see it. You're gonna see. And we'll it, have a month hiatus. We'll be uh, obviously recording, but. Will be from our our homes or spring uh, training or spring training, and then uh, opening day we'll have our new office fully yeah. built out. Um, maybe we we'll do a little like a community thing. They come and a little gala yeah. thing, yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you to our sponsors: Big City Wings, uh, Houston's Wing Joint, Apollo's Wing Joint. Uh, Super Bowl just happened. March Madness is about to kick off. Go to Big City Wings, Celebrity Mint, and U.S. Coins and Jewelry. They are actually doing an event next Saturday. Uh, coins cards and coffee terry pool and phil garner are going to be out there i will be out there for a bit to go see those boys uh hang out with the duncan brothers and without them none of this happens so shout out to our sponsors and yeah there we go baseball season is back, so back baby yes sir thank you for watching and listening to beyond the diamond podcast i'm josh that's des and brian and we will see you next time and co Love and co and co Love you guys. josh and co love you guys peace <laughs>